and welcome to the brand new podcast series, Pieces of the Mind, with Annie Henwood. The purpose behind creating this podcast series, Pieces of the Mind, is to help shine light on mental health in rural areas of Australia. There have been rising concerns for people in the bush in regards to their own mental health and well-being. Living and working in Australia can be very rewarding, yet very challenging. Challenges are evidently distributed in so many different ways. This can be through natural disasters, financial difficulties, relationships, heartbreaks, and the list goes on. In this podcast series, Pieces of the Mind, I will interview guest speakers that are willing to open up and talk about their own personal journeys. I want this podcast to bring a positive community of people together, one I feel the bush will most definitely benefit from. On this episode of Pieces of the Mind, joining me, I have Mary O'Brien from Dolby, Queensland. Mary is the founder of Are You Bogged Mate? Mary is a plant scientist and has a very unique way with relating to country blokes in rural areas. Mary travels around the areas of Australia speaking to our communities and has a very practical hands-on manner with breaking the stigma around mental health. Mary understands the men in our society and this is why she is so talented in this field, having very relatable analogies and easy analogies for people to be able to relate to. So hello Mary, welcome. Hi Annie, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining me. It's, um, yeah, good to finally chat to you. I think I, I must have met you um, a while back after the toured, toured Men's Health Day. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, let's uh, go right back to the beginning, Mary. How did Are You Bogged Mate come about? Unfortunately, it um, came about due to... Um, two men taking their life in my area and um, it certainly wasn't the first time that my life had been touched by suicide. I've lost people quite close to me, um, you know, years ago. But I guess given what I do in travelling around Australia talking mainly to men, um, it really made me question my my lack of skills in this space or my lack of understanding and knowledge. Mm. And so I just went on a bit of a personal mission to upskill myself in this space and um, I did a lot of reading and a lot of research and I didn't really like what I found and I certainly didn't like the statistics that I found and so I guess based on that I simply sat down and wrote an opinion piece and um, I never set out to start anything or create anything. I just um, I guess wanted to vent my frustrations or my thoughts in an article and um, just the response to it was so great that it, it grew from there. Um, people started asking me to come and talk about it. And, yeah, it's just grown by itself. And, um, and unfortunately, there is a, a massive need for it. Mm, definitely. Definitely. There is such a massive need for it. Um, so how, how long has Are You Bogged Mate been, um, been going for, Mary? So it was, I think, February uh, 2018 when I released the article and, um, yeah, it's just grown since then. Um, the last 12 months, back in July last year, uh, ABC Landline did a story on me and since then it has 
um, grown exponentially. It just got such massive coverage from that story and my calendar and my email certainly filled up after that. Yes. And, um, yeah, yep. it takes up, a, takes up um, all of my time now pretty much. Oh, it would, no doubt, because you, you still do um, something with spraying, do you, Mary? Yeah, so uh, I've got a, a business that does um, training, short training courses for um, spray applicators around Australia. And, um, yeah, so the drought, I guess, gave me a little bit more time to to focus on the ABOG to make stuff and do a little bit more in that space. And, um, yeah, that's... Um, I guess now it's it's rain. There's a little bit more demand for that as well, so it's yes, um, yeah. a bit di- difficult balancing the two. Oh, you'd be flat out, no doubt. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, so, Mary, what what were you seeing in these men that you were involved with, um, like that that you have been involved with? I guess I'm I'm seeing um, a, a failing of of society in general, but a, a failing of the system as well. Mm. Um, and I have no qualifications in mental health. I'm not a counsellor or a psychologist. And um, so maybe I'm coming at it with fresh eyes. Um, I guess communicating with men is is one of my, um, whether you want to call it a key skill or, or one of the things I do because um, talking about the spray application stuff, I have to be able to communicate uh, the, the theory and the, the science and the, the technology to men in a way that is understandable for them. And it's not that they're stupid or anything like that. It's just that they they do learn and understand in a different way in rural areas. So um, extending that knowledge to these men is, a, a I guess, a key skill set that um, – and I, I'm just really taking the same approach for this. I'm trying to put it into uh, practical, usable terms. Yes, um, yeah. And, you know, I don't have any of the psychology – theory or whatever to put behind it so I just explain it I guess the way that it would make sense to me because I I probably tend to learn and understand things the same way these men do so if it makes sense to me then it will probably make sense to them and and that's what I seem to be finding Um, these guys seem to be so grateful and everywhere I go just watching the faces of the men in the crowd as I speak Mm. uh, I, I see relief I see um, you know, light bulbs come on I, and, yeah, that, that relief that finally somebody understands us, finally somebody's making sense of this um, mm. or making it relatable to them. So it's just trying to put it into relatable terms. But, um, yeah, there's an awful lot of um, pain out there and I guess there's a, a whole bunch of reasons for that pain but making it something that's not so scary. Uh, and, look, I, I genuinely believe if, if anyone says that they've never had mental health issues, um, they're, they're lying or, mm. <laughs> because I think it's, it's just a natural thing that we all have, um, and I, I refer to shit, the shit that goes on in our life, yes. if I can use that word, yeah. so that everyone has shit in their life mm. and, and shit just happens and we can't, we can't change that. We can change how we react to that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talk to them about managing managing the shit in your life and, and prioritising yourself so there's always times when we get stressed and busy and worried and concerned or whatever. And, you know, if you wanted to go and do a clinical diagnosis on, on every person who has those situations, then everybody would have mental health. So everyone has mental health. Absolutely. It's, mm. it's just how we manage it. So um, 
I guess I'm trying to take the scary away from it. This is not the big boogeyman that everyone thinks it is and, mm. you know, you're not nuts. It's just natural and normal for us to all to go through different levels of shit. Mm. Mm. It is. It is definitely. And it, it's sort of um, going through the harder times makes you appreciate the good times, I guess. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, uh, what what kind of things do you say in your um, forums uh, to these men, like if you could give them some tips today, what what would you say, Mary? I think it's um it, it's it is about managing those those levels of shit, and I, I don't think men are very good at at prioritising themselves. Mm. Um, you know, traditionally throughout history, and um, men are the protectors and the providers in our societies, and um, rather than try and work against that, I think we should work with it and understand that you know, this pride, this stigma thing, that, that's actually one of the things that really endears men to us, I believe. Yes. Um, mm. That they are those strong, stoic people. So I, I don't think we need to change that or get rid of it. We have to work with it. So it's about managing yourself and looking after yourself so you are better placed to be that strong protector and provider for someone. And you know what? If you need to go and have a a little pity party or if you need Mm. to go fishing for a week um, to prioritise what do you need to do for you so you can come back refreshed or revitalised and say, you know what, I can actually handle some more shit this week. So um, making that a priority I think is Mm. is paramount because it doesn't matter what health condition we talk about, um, early intervention and prevention is always the best. It is, Um, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so let's not get bold. Let's not get into that situation, mm. but there's still going to be times when we do. Mm-hmm. But not understanding that we can get through it and we can get out of it, which is, I guess, the whole analogy of the, the bold thing from the original article that I wrote, that it doesn't matter how big that machine is or how badly bold it is, we don't set fire to it and no. walk away and say that's too hard. Mm. We always take the time and trouble to get it out. And so that's, you know... I guess I keep coming back to that. It it might take a while to get through it or get out of it, but we can get it out. And, yes. and there is always a way. Mm, and isn't it just so important um, for for the men to offload? Um, to so, because men do men do take on a lot of pressures, like supporting a family. So so do so do women. Not saying that they don't, but. They have yeah, to support absolutely. a family. They have to deal with droughts, floods. Um, yeah, the list goes on and, yeah, no, very yeah, important I, that I, they speak. I frequently speak to groups of women and one of the things I talk about is, I guess, um, trying to help women understand a little bit more how men operate mm. because we, we are constantly bombarded in society with, oh, men don't talk, men don't open up, men don't share their feelings. Well, they do. They yes. just do it in a different way to women. Mm. So men men tend to talk about the facts. Women tend to talk about the feelings. So it's, it's I guess, um, rather than trying to change men, let's just understand how they operate a little bit better mm. and okay. then work together. I mean, imagine how useful and powerful it would be if they understood each other a bit better. Well, that's it. That is it. Yes. Especially in marriages and everything, I guess. Like, oh, absolutely. It all, it yeah. all adds up. Um, yeah. It does, definitely. So um, what are the foundations behind Are You Bogged, Mate, Mary? I guess it's it's really um, breaking down that stigma is, is one of the things, but rather than trying to change it is, is working with it. Um, 
and yeah, just I guess um, standing up for for blokes in in one regard. Um, so we've got what we call the four fence posts or the pillars or the cornerstones of a bulge maintenance. So the first one yes. is obviously that you know engage directly with the rural men. So go to where they are, communicate with them in a language that they understand, and be in their comfort zone with them. Yeah. And so changing that attitude towards mental health in so much as we've all got this, everybody's got it, let's manage it differently, let's look after ourselves first so we're better placed to look after others. So that would is the I guess the the main one is engaging directly with them. So my aim is to um, get to places where other services may not uh, generally turn up. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the more remote, the more rural, the, the, more, the more obscure the place, that's where I'm going to go. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, once I get there, again, it's changing that landscape for those blokes in, in relation to help-seeking behaviours, but also changing, hopefully, um, changing a bit of society's pers- um, perspective on men and that narrative that, that all men are bad and men don't talk and men don't share, that I, I really want um, to, to change that perspective, I guess, and so they do do these things, they just don't do it the way you want them to mm, and, mm. and that doesn't make it wrong. So, um, yeah, g- giving them, um, I guess, better tools or, or different language to communicate in and, and helping ho- others understand how they um, communicate. Yes. And um, the third pillar for our organisation is bridging that gap, so connect, uh, connecting these men to services that are firstly male-friendly that are available to them. So I always encourage any local support services to come along to any events mm. um, where I am to, so that these blokes know who's available if they want to, you know, take that path or they want to refer mates to or something like that. Um, so I guess it's, yeah, it's bringing that, um, the resources and the conversation to those communities yes. to bridge that gap. Mm. Um and, and the fourth and, and probably equally as important is, is being a bit of a voice for them. Mm. So I will advocate for them. Um, I guess being a female gives me another platform to say things that these men may not be able to say yes, yeah. w- without being ostracised and, and labelled and um, I guess beaten down. So speaking up for them, so um, talking to politicians, letting politicians know what some of the issues are, so access to services in rural areas, continuity mm. of services in rural areas, um, helping people under, in the city, I guess, understand what these men in the country go through, what they're up against. Yes. Um, and, and certainly advocating um, with politicians about the importance of looking after these men because the, the rates of suicide are so high mm. and um, we're just losing so many good men. And, look, we lose women as well. I, I'd never want to take away from the struggles that women go through. Yes. Um, I do cop a bit of flack for it, but, I mean, mm. there's so many services out there specifically for women. Yes. And I just want something for the men. So mm. um, I'll never turn women away if they, if they are looking for help or resources. I'll never turn men away. But my focus is on, on these rural men because they are a very unique and very important demographic. Mm. And do you think uh, what, what – um like which foundations would the men uh, be in contact with? Who, who are the best ones, do you think, for them to contact, I guess, if they were struggling? 
Uh, look, I have been a, bit, a big advocate for the virtual psychologist, mm. um, which which has been a, a text-based service that's available free to anyone in a rural postcode, so that's men and women. Um, and they've previously had some funding from the federal government to provide that service free to anyone in a rural postcode in Australia. Unfortunately, that funding was recently um, pulled. So, oh, no. uh, so one of the things I'm doing is very strongly lobbying um, any politician who will listen um, to, to get that service restored because, firstly, it's a, a service that works particularly well for rural men because they don't have to leave their farm, shed, tractor, whatever it is. Yes. And um, and they don't have to go into a psychologist's office and, mm. and sit in an uncomfortable environment. So it works quite well for them. It's not a face-to-face. It's not, com- you know, there's no confrontation that's attached to it. They can do it in privacy so no one even has to know. Mm. Um, so that's one of the, the organisations that I've um, strongly promoted. And, and the reason for that is because the accessibility, when we have rural areas where they are waiting three to four months to see a psychologist. Oh, I know, isn't it? That is just insane, isn't it? And when I have a man who looks me in the eye and he has tears in his eyes and mm. says to me, I won't be here then. So I need something that is working, that is available now, and a text-based service is really good for that. Yes. Um, look, there are plenty of other organisations out there that do a variety of services, and I encourage them to um, to try what works for you. Find what works for you. If the first one doesn't work for you, then try another one. It's a bit like getting a good working dog. Yes. The first one you get is probably not going to be the, good, uh, the best one for you. Mm. If that one doesn't work, get rid of it and get another one. Mm. Um, and so I'm a big advocate for find what works for you. If you need to go and sit on a mountain in Tibet, although we can't with COVID, mm. if you need to go and sit on a mountain and meditate, then do that. Yes. If you need to go fishing for a week, do that. Mm. If you need to go to your GP or a psychologist and get a prescription and talk to somebody, do that. So find what works for you. Yes. Um, and, yeah, so there's heaps of different organisations out there. Um, but, yeah, definitely the virtual psychologist is is one of my – is my pick of them, I guess. Um, mm. It essentially originated to, to work with farmers and, and help farmers but it's, it supports anyone in rural communities, men and women. Um, and this is not just about our farmers or primary producers. When I talk about rural men, I mean, you know, our contractors, these are our agronomists, these are our ag pilots, these are our rural vets, these are our truck drivers, these are shearers, this is the bloke who owns the local post office, the local pub. Um, yes. These are all rural men. So it's not just about primary producers. Mm, mm. Um, leading on from that, there is uh, a a new um, TX foundation. It's the Trademark Blokes, you know, the Trademark Fellas, yeah, um, yep. Mary. And they've just recently, I'm not sure how long it's been going for, but it's um, TX. So it's this is a conversation starter and they employ psychologists and men can just pick up the phone and women and just um, call them and get in contact with someone straight away, which I think is fantastic as well. Yeah. So that yeah, sounds... No, yeah. variety of services out there, heaps of them. So, mm, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, Mary, say someone in our community is putting off checking on that neighbour that, you know, might be um, isolating himself or maybe they just, you know, might think he's he he's just been a bit off. What, what would you say? How would that friend go about checking on this specific person? Look, I encourage them to turn up. Um, mm. One of the things I do know about the men is – and you know, most other organisations out there are saying, you know, if you feel a bit down and depressed, reach out. Well, 
um, I actually call bullshit on that because when people mm-hmm. feel like that, they, they don't reach out. Um, so I really encourage the community, friends, family, neighbours, you know, work colleagues to reach in when you know there's something different or something, you know, unusual about someone, then reach in. So particularly with men um, and isolated men, just turn up. Yes. Just turn up. You don't even have to announce you're coming. Turn up um, and have a cuppa, you know, have a beer, whatever it is, sit down and just make the time to be, just mm. be with them. Mm. And, um, yeah, I guess men do things together. Uh, women tend to talk together. So, you know, if if your neighbour is out fixing a fence or whatever, just go and do it with him. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and just be in that space with them and give them, it gives them the opportunity so men tend to communicate shoulder to shoulder mm. rather than face to face. So, um, and I, you know, I speak to groups of women and say, don't sit your man at the table and stare him in the eye and ask him how he's feeling. Mm. Um, go for a drive with him or go and fix the fence with him or do something with him. And he's more likely to communicate when you're not staring him in the face. So, yes, um, that is so true. Are, um, Mm. Yeah, men tend to, and that works for teenagers as well, um, in the car, they'll talk more openly when you're not staring them in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- you know, shoulder-to-shoulder communication works a lot better for men, um, yes. which I think is why a lot of the mainstream services don't work so well for men because they are put into a room and, and you know, sat there and someone stares them in the eye and asks them how they're feeling and that's not really how these men operate. Mm. Um, you know, it works for some but it doesn't work for a lot and the the figures clearly show us that. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, that That is so true about that analogy with shoulder to shoulder. I've never thought of it that way. Even I could relate to that. Sometimes, you know, you feel like you, you are a bit vulnerable and actually going for a walk and chatting, it comes a lot more naturally, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I guess I'm like that too, Um you know, to sit me in a room and stare me in the face and ask me how I'm feeling doesn't yeah. really work for me. So no. it's um it's finding that comfort zone and um women tend to be a little bit more, oh you're not listening to me or you're not paying attention unless you are looking me in the eye. Mm. And whereas traditionally and you know, like from caveman times, that's actually a threat to men to stare them in the eye. Oh, um, okay. Mm-hmm. And well we still have we still have sports like um if you look at boxing, we still have a stare down. In boxing, yes. so that's a threat. So, mm. um, and I don't think a lot of people really appreciate our, um, I guess our, the, the millennia of of biology that goes behind some of these behaviours. Mm. Mm. And um, so men probably don't even realise it's a threat, but their inherent primal instinct is that it is yes. a threat. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Mary, we, we, I'll have one more question for you here. I said, uh, was wondering how, how can people donate to Are You Bogged, Mate? Oh, um, we are a, a registered charity with um, Level 1 DGR status, so the tax-deductible gift um, status, and okay. people can donate through the website. There is a, a link there, um, but if people aren't comfortable putting credit card details into that, they can certainly send an email through the website and we can send them the bank account details if they um, would like to donate it. Look, it's we are just blown away by the generosity of everyday Australians, to be honest. It's um, the only way that I get to do what I do is through the generosity of Australians and our wonderful um, sponsors that have come on board to support um, 
the tra- travel costs in particular around Australia are, are yes. massive to some of the areas I get to. There's no commercial flights, so, um, no. yeah. Yeah, she'd be, you'd be flat out driving at the moment, Mary. Yep, sure. confined to Queensland at the moment. Yeah, so. you would be. So what other places are on the maps for you this year if all goes well with uh, with COVID, if everything gets back on track? Well, I've recently come back from two weeks in South Australia mm-hmm. um, and next week I was meant to be in the Hunter Valley and down to Victoria, but that's um, that's off. Mm. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, COVID permitting uh, the Northern Territory in September. Okay, um, yep. October will be down through the Central West and down to the Riverina oh, of okay. New South Wales. Yes. And mm-hmm. November will be a pretty big stint in Victoria, hopefully. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, sounds... border, border restrictions have really limited um, my access to Victoria. Oh, so, yes. So, yeah, hopefully there'll be oh, possibly four or five weeks on the road through Victoria oh, in November. That would be great. That would be really yeah. good. Well, Mary, thank you so much for your time today. I hope uh, I hope to meet you one day. And actually, I'd love to love to go to one of your talks, that's for sure. So if you're awesome. ever in Thanks, Gundy. Um, yeah, now yeah. I have done a couple out there. So Yes, yes. Well, thank you awesome. for what you do, Mary. Thanks, Annie. Appreciate okay. it. I'll talk to you later. See you. Cheers, bye. bye. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Pieces of the Mind. I hope you have enjoyed the listen in some way or another. I look forward to sharing conversations with you alongside influential individuals in our community. Make sure to follow myself, Annie Henwood, and the Media Marketing Production on social medias to keep up to date with our latest episodes. I really am loving the support so much, so please keep it coming. I hope you all have a fantastic week and I thought I would just leave you with a quote. It reads, I don't think life should be taken too seriously. Take it too seriously and it'll get you. And that it will. Thank you again and I will be talking to you.